Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey. Monica. O'Hanlon Production. She went, for God's sake, I know you're wearing a diaper. Can you just get up and close the window, please? And I went, wait, what? How do you know? She's like, your room's a huge mess. I've seen them before. So, yeah, my sister knows. Hey, thanks so much for clicking on this podcast. I hope you are doing just fabulously wherever you're listening in from. My name is Monica O'Hanlon and I'll be your host for this brand spanking new series, Living With Mon. And I've got to say, I'm just thrilled that you're joining me as we explore a bunch of interesting and alternative lifestyles. Before we kick things off, I should mention this conversation was recorded a few months ago. We did have a few little tech issues and you'll hear the occasional motorbike in the background, the joys of recording remotely. So apologies for that. It's not too bad though. And this chat is so interesting. I'm sure you'll hardly even notice. So it is with great pleasure to introduce my very first guest on the pod. Their name is Darcy and they are an ABDL, which stands for Adult Baby Diaper Lover. Going into this interview, I was actually a bit nervous. I guess I didn't really understand it. And I think that's pretty common. As humans, we're often wary or afraid of the unknown, but Darcy was so lovely and so patient with me and articulated what it meant for them so well. So if you're like me and you don't know much about being an ABDL, or even if you do, I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So let's get stuck into it. Here's episode one of Living With Mon. Yes, I'm really excited actually. Oh, really? I'm yeah. so glad. I was so stoked when you when you said that you were interested in having a chat. I've really, I've lost myself in a bit of a wormhole. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly fair. There's a lot of stuff to wade through. There's a heck ton of content out there now, more so than there used to be. Yeah, I'm super, super interested to hear what it means to you. So how do you identify, I guess, is a good place to start? Um, are we talking about like in terms of ABDL or like in gender and things? Sorry. Well, yeah, I guess all of it. Then I can make sure that I use the right pronouns and stuff. Oh, thank you. Um, so I, I'm, I'm kind of just exploring what my gender identity is at the moment. I know I'm some form of non-binary. I just don't really have a good term for it yet. So I kind of identify as a question mark <laughs> right now. I just know that I like they, them pronouns. They, them? Yes, please. Sweet, no worries at all. <laughs> and in the age play scene, I'd probably say I'm a little, a baby, or an ABDL, like depending on, I don't know, the context or the day. Is it being an ABDL or 
is that the name of the community? Like there's all these things I need. <laughs> that's that's okay. It's real complex. So you can you can use it in both ways. You can say I am an ABDL or I am ABDL. Like I've heard both from different people. I usually say I am an ABDL just because it feels, I don't know, more correct <laughs> to me. So it stands for uh, adult baby diaper lover and... <laughs> I hate saying the full term out because I don't know, it just sounds so silly. But basically it's an umbrella term and that's how I approach it as an umbrella term. So like all forms of age play, that's another way of of putting it. So call the umbrella age play and then ABDL is one of the things that falls underneath that umbrella. So it can include like littles or babies like me it can include people who are just like diaper lovers who just like wearing for the fun of it. And some people also think that littles fall under the same umbrella and other people still that you can ask will say that little is a completely different like sphere within the scene. Um, okay. So, so you, you just said before that you kind of like depending on the day is like I guess how you identify. Is there like a favourite kind of thing that you tend to sway towards or um I think I see I don't really know it's difficult I I think I'm more swayed towards being a baby or an ABDL rather than a little like I do I do count myself as a little but I think all of the things that I'm interested in are more I I I don't want to say younger age group but it, it kind of is so I I enjoy things like diapers not all littles enjoy diapers like in my mind littles are a little bit older than like abdls or babies but that's again not the same for everybody yeah right can we talk about how old you are oh, in yeah. real life or how do i i don't want to sound offensive is that offensive no. to say in real life no, no not at all okay. no i'm i'm okay. 27 yeah <laughs> And how did you how did you get into the scene? Like what attracted you to it to begin with? Well, I think I was always kind of interested in kink. Like I first got into things like spankings and like really gentle forms of like kink and BDSM. And I, I remember specifically what made me decide that I wanted to get into ABDL. I was on a video chat program. Oh, not a video chat program. It was an avatar chat program. And I don't think it exists anymore. It's called IMVU. And you can dress up your avatars and you go into different themed chat rooms. Um, and I happened to be in one of the kink rooms and my avatar was dressed up like a doll. <laughs> and then two ladies came up to me and I and I remember it really clearly because they were gushing over my outfit and going, oh, my gosh, you're so cute. You look like a little baby. And then they brought me back to another themed room that was done up to be a nursery. And I went, oh, yes, <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> And then from there, it kind of just blossomed? Yeah. Um, see, I, oh, I'm i just trying to think. For the longest time, because I was still living with my parents when I was first getting into it, and I'm like, the second I move out of town, I am going to go to my first event. So I moved to the big city that was near me, and there wasn't a lot of littles or ABDL events in, in the city. So I went, okay. I went to a couple of like BDSM events and kink events and I decided, okay, there's not really anything here for ABDLs. What if I did something to change that? So I got a couple of people together and we started meeting at this cafe every month 
and more and more people started hearing about it and they would come and hang out with us and now there's like a pretty big ABDL scene in in my city which is awesome yeah cool so you kind of started it all (laughs) no I wouldn't I wouldn't (laughs) say I started it all I think like before (laughs) before I joined the scene there were littles and there were ABDLs in my city I just don't think that anybody really did no see that's not fair to say either I just think that it was a bit quiet when I when I first entered the scene, like the people who would usually run events weren't doing it right then or something like that. And I just thought, well, okay, we'll, we'll do something to fill the gaps. And, yeah. Yeah, cool. And so you, you mentioned kink being an ABDL. Is that like a sexual thing for you then or, or is it a lifestyle or both? Oh, um, so it's definitely sexual for some people. For me, I'm somewhere along the asexual spectrum so I just don't really have the interest in doing the sexual side of things so I'd definitely say it's a lifestyle the other thing is like the diaper aspect of it um, is it's functional for me as well I have a bowel condition so if I'm if I happen to be going through a flare-up and my stomach's really unhappy with me it's hard to get to the bathroom on time so they're really useful in that way and I'm fond of saying, oh, it's lucky it was me that got a bowel condition because I already enjoyed wearing diapers. At least <laughs> if, it, if it had to happen to somebody, at least it happened to somebody who doesn't mind. Oh, that's such a nice positive <laughs> way to look at it. Good on you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's super cool. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. <laughs> Thank you. So when you're so nervous about mucking up the really okay. terminology uh but when, when you're being a baby mm-hmm. is it like are you Darcy or do you have a different name like is it an extension of you or are they I don't know is it more of a game or how yeah oh, how do you feel that's fair see I I know people personally who approach it from the character perspective like they have a different name for their little side or something like that but for me I think of it as just another another part of my personality I in general am a pretty silly and cheeky person and I like hugs and baths and like playgrounds and going and feeding the ducks and having a bunch of stuffed animals and stuff so I feel like I would still like those things even if I wasn't into ABDL but it just happens that my interests align with the interests of a, of a little. Anyway. What percentage then are you a little or a baby? Like is there, like, what, what, I guess, what does a day in the life look like for you? So I would say I, I would wake up and probably get changed because I would usually like wear a diaper to bed get some form of breakfast. Sometimes I have a partner who I call daddy. Sometimes he feeds me and I don't know, maybe watch some cartoons, maybe do a puzzle and do some coloring in. Um, (laughs) I like, I like, I don't know. I'm a lazy person and I'm lazy when I'm little as well. So most of the time (laughs) I'm just sort of watching telly or reading a book, maybe like sometimes in the afternoon I'll have to have a nap. Hate those very, very much. (laughs) It's mostly just like a lot of quiet pursuits and I just happen to be feeling small while doing them. (laughs) 
I mean, that sounds pretty. <laughs> sounds pretty nice. Yeah, like, I think it sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> that's that's why I'm a fan of it. It's very relaxing. Could you say that like every day you kind of go into this character, or is yeah, is there a percentage? Oh, I wouldn't say it's every day. I would say like there's always the there's always like the little aspect to my personality, but it's not always like at the forefront of my mind. Like it's always something that I'm interested in and it's something that like has impacts on my lifestyle. But I have a job. I I I go out and I work most days a week and I mostly can do the like the practical side of things, like all of those lovely TV watching and book reading things that I said before, like on the weekend or in my off time. I don't know if I'd be able to put a percentage on it. Um, I don't know, maybe 50% of the time. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's totally fair. Uh, you, you mentioned you had a partner just before. We've been together for about, oh, I think maybe five and a half years now. And he's a he's a massive part of it because him and I have, um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with some kink terms, but we have what's called a power dynamic where he's he's my dominant, but he's also my daddy when I'm feeling little. So he sets rules and things for me and I have to follow those and there's consequences if I don't follow the rules. But mostly it's like a lot of love and support. Lovely. And is that like a constant or <laughs> yeah. is that again like just in your free time or No, so all of the all of the rules that I have there and all the time sort of thing. Unless we're in front of so I one of the rules in particular is I have to refer to him as daddy. I can't use his name which gets a little bit confusing sometimes when we're going over and visiting family or other people. But yeah, then I can, then I can use his actual name, but I've sort of adapted to that and I'll just call him other things that aren't his name around other people. Like I'll call him handsome or I'll call him my love, but pet names, but not, not his actual name. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it absolutely does. What would you say then? Like, I know, like, I've, I guess I've been around kink and like these kind of things a bit. So I do know a little bit about the scene. And, Mm -hmm. but for someone, I guess, who has no experience and is kind of looking into this as like, you know, like totally new territory, maybe they get kind of like, oh, that doesn't sound Mm -hmm. healthy. Yeah. What would you say to that? Oh, I I would probably say, so there's an acronym in the kink scene, or there's two of them. One is SSC, which is Safe, Sane, Consensual, and the other one is R-A-C-K, or RAC, which is Risk Aware Consensual Kink, which basically both of them just means if it's with consenting partners, consenting adult partners, I should say, I personally don't see it as unhealthy if it works for certain people and it's not physically or emotionally or mentally harming anybody else there's not anything wrong with it in my mind and I think like my relationship in particular has helped me enormously through a lot of really difficult times in my life and I think the kink community and the ABDL community can be a big a big help to people and I think it's more helpful than it would be perceived as unhealthy 
Are there any other misconceptions or common misconceptions about being an ABDL or oh. I guess like, cause I can imagine you would get quite a lot of trolls, right? Um, so I think I'm pretty fortunate in that I, I know that I've had people who have left me like nasty comments and stuff, but I don't actually remember what any of them said. I think that I just sort of went, okay, that's a person who doesn't get it. Fine. Whatever. I don't care. Move on. But there's, yeah, there's a lot of common misconceptions and the, the biggest one that I hear is likening um, ABDL to pedophilia, which upsets me a lot because it's just, well, not true to start with. ABDL is non-sexual for so many people, like myself included. It's a like a, a, a hobby or a pastime, what have you. And some people who do enjoy sexual age play, but just like the the bulk of society and with the sexual things that they do they engage in it with consenting adult partners so I, yeah I can't speak for everyone but I can think of a lot of reasons that aren't problematic that someone might enjoy sexual age play and they don't have anything to do with actual physical children which is just disgusting yeah 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 I've, I've been talking to a oh you're right oh sorry I just had another like thing like I, I remembered well I'm not sure if I would call it trolling but I had once um like a, a fairly popular YouTuber made a video about ABDL and to make the video he took a bunch of pictures off of the internet and one of the pictures was mine and a bunch of other ABDLs who have public pictures and then he put it into a slideshow and he sang a disgusting insulting song and then insinuated that all ABDL tops are pedos and all bottoms are victims of child abuse. That was that was pretty flipping terrible. And I made a I, I, I was a lot younger and I made a response video and it was just basically being like, you're mean, I don't like you. And I, <laughs> I thought I was making a lot of great points, but I wasn't actually. But that's the that's the, the biggest example of somebody like trolling that I can think of. And so it was a fairly well-known YouTuber. Did did that draw more attraction um, to your YouTube? I, I, I do remember people coming into my comments from his comments section because I wrote out a really long comment response to his video and I posted it in the in the comments thread, which I now know is a very stupid thing to do. I didn't I shouldn't have started a fight with him because he had a much bigger audience than I did. So I had a couple of people who would come on to my videos and say things that weren't super nice, but the, my viewers were commenting and saying, actually, that's a misconception. And I was really, really proud of everybody who watches all of my videos and the way that they were responding to all of these nasty people and just being like, no, it's, it, it's not that, and trying to really politely educate them. And I'm like, good job. Very, very good job. Yeah, that's awesome because I feel like with trolls, like you're never, no. you're never going to win because they don't want to listen. Like they're there purely to to troll and spread yes, hate. So exactly, yeah. there's no point. <laughs> I mean, speaking about your YouTube channel, yeah. you've got a lot of followers. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm quite proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> How did all that start? So I used to do like online journal entries and I would just write them down and it would become a weird like free form stream of consciousness poem and a lot of the time I went I quite like that I'm going to just record it and have it on the internet so I can refer back to it 
and I started out getting like mm, maybe a couple hundred views on each video and I'm like okay this is good a hundred people want to want to listen to what I have to say so I started branching out into like ABDL topics so I did a, a video that was like my experiences up until then then I started doing like lots of product reviews mostly diaper reviews and right now I'm more just experimenting. So I have a story series called Little Land that I release new chapters of every now and again. Hello, everybody. Today I am sick. I'm having a bad time. And I figured, what would cheer me up is doing some Little Land. Maybe that'll make you guys happy too. I did a giveaway. I'm going to do another one of those soon. But I haven't really got the, the kinks worked out, if you'll pardon the pun. Um, <laughs> uh, I did a series where I was feeling little and I did like kid-friendly science experiments. I made a volcano. That was pretty awesome. It's almost time to make this girl boom. And I'm looking at doing another, another series and I'm going to call it Darcy's Diaper Days, where I'm going to do different activities while wearing a diaper and then report back on whether or not it was good to wear a diaper to do that activity. So I'm really excited about that. <laughs> My overall experience of going to the cinema while wearing a diaper, flippin' excellent. It was really great to be able to skip the, the toilet line afterwards. Diaper to the cinema solves this issue. Final ruling, 9.5 out of 10. I love the creativity. Thank <laughs> really you. I've just been using YouTube as more just a platform to create things that interest me. And I think that I'm really lucky and I have a good audience that that's willing to just bear with that and going, okay, Darcy's doing a, okay, science now, fine. It's a science channel. All right, <laughs> cool. And they're still watching my stuff, which I'm grateful for. Yeah, what are your fans like? Are they mainly women or men or what age or gender? I think the last time I checked the bulk of, like if you use the YouTube um, analytics function, I think the bulk of my audience were cis men from America. And I went, okay, yep, that's fair. Uh, it's a big audience. But I have been getting more like LGBT or queer followers lately, which makes me happy. And I'm like, yeah, I, I like the idea of, I don't know, being a proudly gay or queer representative of the ABDL community makes me happy. It's interesting, though, like cis males from America, is there like a massive scene there uh, yeah. or something? Oh, like I wonder why. Oh, there totally is. The The American ABDL scene is gigantic compared to here. Like we have we have a couple of little events and they're planning a convention next year but we've never had a con before. America has two, I'm fairly certain, that have been running for a number of years and people come from all over the country to go to this convention. It is my dream to go there. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. I also saw that you're a, which is actually how I got in touch with you, you're a promoter for Littles Down Under. Yes. <laughs> yeah, what exactly? So this is a shop in Australia. I think the only one, right? Or the only physical store in Australia. The only physical store in Australia. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry to cut you off. No, that's. I think there's a bit of delay, so don't even worry about it. I think we're doing it to each other. So what what kind of things are they selling? They cater to the ABDL community though, right? Yeah, they do. So I, oh, I love this business. So even before I moved to this city, I, I knew that this was a business and I knew, okay, one day I'm going to go there and I'm going to go to the diaper store. It's like a, a diaper wonderland. I've never experienced something like this. So they, they mostly sell diapers and I know they have a lot of like other accessories too. So they have all sorts of like cute cloth diaper covers and pacifiers and then bits and pieces that you would need things like, um, the like bedwetting pads that you can put down to make sure you don't wet the bed things like rubber gloves and condoms and lube and things that you would like ancillary things that you would need to do the kink but it's mostly diapers like you go out the back into the warehouse and it's it's like a legitimate warehouse it's massive and it's just wall-to-wall pallets full of amazing diapers before covid was the thing they used to do um like a community barbecue every month and it was just awesome the last one I went to they had like an adult-sized ball pit it was incredible (laughs) well you have mentioned a few events and that you organized yeah are you still organizing events so we're playing it by ear right now because of all the COVID stuff happening so we me and my partner we run two kinds of events both like general like kink BDSM events and I run the ABDL events And we've got like a group of friends that will come over and will help and will sort of act as staff during the party. So like we run the BDSM ones every month and we were doing the ABDL ones, which I've termed extravaganzas because I provide like, I I pick a theme and then I do themed food and themed activities and stuff for people to, to do while they're over here. We had to, we had to cancel last month's one because of, there was a cluster that popped up, or not a cluster, but a, a case a couple of weeks ago, and we had to cancel that last month's event. And the theme was, <laughs> it's it's going to sound really dumb, the theme was shit motel. And <laughs> so you know when you go to a terrible motel and it's all brick walls and really ugly bedspreads? <laughs> that's, the, that's the theme that I wanted to do for some reason. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure why. And because we had to cancel that month, we're just sort of sitting in a house full of ugly lampshades and bedspreads going, what are we going to do with this? So we decided <laughs> we decided we're going to roll it into next month's theme, which was going to be neon, but now the theme is neon motel and we're just going to put up all the motel stuff and also neon lights. <laughs> that sounds incredible. <laughs> I kind of thought... I don't know why. I just kind of assumed like the events that you'd be holding would be more like a like a children's party or, or something like that. There's both. So the neon motel thing is for one of the kink events, but for, for oh, sorry, I got I, I went down a, I went down a kink path and I forgot. We were no, I want to I want to hear about the kink party too. Like, what does that involve? So I, I would say the main difference is well, like you said before, the littles parties are more like a kids' birthday party with snacks and lots of sugar and fun games to play 
and costumes most of the time. I love themes, but the the kink events are more more play, like actual play happens at a kink event than at a Littles event. I think all of the play at the Littles event is more just being little and getting to experience a party. That's more so what they're about and also to socialise. The kink events are if you have a partner that you usually do things with, you'll go off and do what's called a scene, which is just playing and doing something like, I don't know, a spanking or rope or another kind of bondage or even like medical play. So there's more scenes at, yeah, kink parties than at the ABDL ones. What exactly is medical play? Oh, so it can be any, oh, it's squick warning, just just so you know. Like things like what, death. What's that, sorry? Uh, I said squick oh. warning. So it's, it's <laughs> so things like um, decorative needles, that's that's a big one or, yeah, so it's that's con- that's considered a form of edge play, and I'm not like I'm not a medical play top, but I have bottomed in medical play scenes before, and they're cool. Like you get an amazing rush of endorphins, and like the top, if they're really skilled with needles or with sutures or whatever it is that they're using, can create really cool patterns. Like the first time that I did needles, it was in my back, and I think I had seventy two of them, and the shape made a snail. It was it was gorgeous. But wow. <laughs> I know I, I know it doesn't sound gorgeous, but it was it I think it looked gorgeous. I'd just be a bit nervous about who's putting the needles in, but oh, if, you, yeah. if you trust them, I guess like yeah. Definitely. <laughs> it's all about trust and it all comes back to the the risk aware consensual kink thing that I mentioned earlier. Like I've never done medical play that isn't with a top that's been doing it for years and years and years and trained under somebody who had also been doing it for years and years and years and all safety protocols and everything are really followed really strictly. You mentioned that you, you know, you work most days and you and your partner go to your friends and family, you know, you're regular people. Yeah. Are you open with your friends and family about being an ABDL? <laughs> so like my I, I I'm hesitant to say most but a lot of them know that my partner and I have this sort of lifestyle purely because it's a bit difficult to hide if anybody comes over here like we've got furniture and and things out that sort of point towards having a kinky lifestyle do you have a like a cot or something or yeah what, what kind of things are we talking I wish I had a cot um so I have we're, we're very lucky we got a three-bedroom house. So we have one room that we sleep in, one room that's become our de facto cupboard, and one room that's my little room. And I have I have an old hospital bed that my that one of my friends who's from the scene found at an op shop and gave to me for my birthday, which was the most incredible gift I've ever gotten. So it has the sides, so I can it, it's close enough to a crib that I refer to it as as a crib. And I've just got yeah all of my cool stuff in here. What about what's a de facto cupboard, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, um, <laughs> we don't have a we don't have a wardrobe, so we have we have a, a single chest of drawers that is not big enough by any stretch of the imagination to fit all of our clothes in. So we have <laughs> some clothes in there. We have some clothes hanging up, and more often than not, the clean clothes are just in a pile on the floor. And we go, oh, okay, that's a clean shirt. I'll wear that because we don't have anywhere else to hang things up yet. (laughs) 
I've been there, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I have totally digressed. Av- That's okay. So basically it's, if people are coming to your house, it's a bit hard to, to, not, yeah. to not know that you're part of the scene. Yeah. I don't make like a habit of broadcasting it to people who aren't already interested in it so that's why I have the YouTube channel that's why I'm comfortable going on a podcast but I have a couple of friends like most of my friends are from the scene but I have friends who I used to work with that I accidentally blurted it out to them one time that I had a YouTube channel once we were out at a bar one time and somebody said something about how YouTube works and I went oh actually that's that's not correct and they're like what would you know I'm like actually I have a pretty okay YouTube channel and they went oh, what? And I went, oh, crap, now I'm going to have to say something. (laughs) And, yeah, so I went, I have a YouTube channel. It's for something you don't need to know about it. Let's move on. And one of of my friends who had been to my house, because we had a housemate who used to be a dancer and she had a pole, so she was teaching us how to do twirly tricks. And so my friend from work came over to learn how to do the tricks and she saw that we also had a dungeon and while we were out drinking this one night, she blurted out, oh, is it a, like, to do with your dungeon? And I went, stop, don't, no, what are you doing? And then, yeah. But it wasn't a negative response. Everybody just kind of, like, gave me a bit of gentle ribbing and then moved on. But my sister knows about it, and she found out completely by accident, and it was, like, a massive non-event. I remember I was in bed, and she came in, and it was the middle of winter, so it was freezing, And she went, I'm, because it's hard to explain. Her partner wasn't awake, so she was bored and wanted somebody to talk to. So she came into my room and got into bed with me and we were just chatting and stuff. Um, And she goes, oh, it's freezing in here. Go get up and close the window. And I couldn't get up and close the window because I was in little gear under under the blankets and I didn't want her to notice. So I just went, no, sorry, I'm too comfortable. I can't get up. And... She went, for God's sake, I know you're wearing a diaper. Can you just get up and close the window, please? And I went, (laughs) wait, what? How do you know? She's like, your room's a huge mess. I've seen them before. And I went, oh, oh God. So, yeah, my sister knows. Hooray. And she's super cool with it. Yeah, she she just doesn't care. All she wanted was for me to close the window because it was cold. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. Really nice. I've just been really fortunate with how most people have responded to finding out. And I think it's, it is in part because I just have really good friends and I'm lucky. But, yeah, I've, I've had pretty much a positive experience with most people that I've told. Like I've had a couple of ex-partners before I was with my current partner who didn't respond super well to it. But... Well, it doesn't really matter now because I have people who do respond well to it and who care about me and yay. For anyone considering getting into the um, ABDL scene, do you have any advice? It's always really terrifying to join a new group of friends, even if it isn't something like ABDL that requires like a tremendous amount of vulnerability to engage in. And Basically, everybody else who's into ABDL has gone through the same feeling when they were first getting into the scene. So you just need to be brave, reach out to group leaders or event organisers on like kinky social media sites, places like FetLife. That's where I advertise my events and look for new events and things like that. 
send them a message and say, hello, I'm new. I would like more information about your event. And here's the hard part. You have to go to the event. <laughs> and <laughs> just my advice is go not with the goal of trying to meet a partner or trying to get stuck into it straight away. Go with the goal of just trying to meet new people or learn more about this new like kink or pastime that you're looking into. And yeah, just be yourself and make friends. It's just getting started that's the hard part. And I don't really have a like any tips for getting over how scary that is, but just know that you're not the only one who's who's scared. I think that's super um relatable really with everything. So yeah, really nice. Thank you. What about your channels? Where where can people find you if they're interested in learning more about you? Oh, okay. So my my YouTube channel is called Absolute Lunacy. It's all one word. My URL is youtube.com slash your absolute lunacy, Y-O-U-R. And my Instagram is at XX Absolute Lunacy. And I just post lots and lots of random stuff on both of those account like Instagram is more for photo sets and for like the promotional stuff that I do for Littles Down Under and if you're if you're considering like going and buying something from Littles Down Under I have like promo codes that you can use if you go on my Instagram they're in some of my pictures that are the sponsored ones awesome and last but not least what's your favorite part about being an ABDL Okay, so I'm going to give, like, the fun reasons first and then can I do a sappy reason? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So, <laughs> I love the sap. Okay, so the fun the fun parts I would say are the things that become normal in your life if you throw yourself into this pastime or kink or lifestyle or whatever you want to call it the way that I have. It's so fascinating. I can just be, like, sitting at home just in a diaper watching TV and I have a couple of friends who just come over and we've given them open door privileges and they can just come in and see what's in the fridge, pour themselves a glass of juice and sit down and watch TV as well. And nobody bats an eye about anything that's in my house. It's incredible. Then there's like the sensory things. Baby powder smells good. Baby, like bubble bath smells good. And like all of the, all of the clothing is super cute and comfortable to wear. It's aesthetically pleasing. It's good. And the sappy reason is, and please don't take this this spiel as me trying to liken ABDL to being gay, but it sort of shaped my, the way that I approach the kink scene, I suppose. So, like, I was bullied for all of my teenage years because I chose to come out as being something other than straight in grade eight. And then I got bullied so much that I immediately, like, rescinded it and went back in the closet and then fast forward a couple of years I moved to my city and I joined the kink scene and I started meeting all of these people who were so like-minded and diverse and creative and amazing and I had never been in a social sphere where I could be being gay could be part of my identity so I really really liked being in the community where I didn't have to come out because straight wasn't seen as the default. You didn't have to sit people down and say, oh, just so you know, I also like to hold women's hands. You just were and you just could love who you wanted to love. And it was like a massive moment. And it suddenly occurred to me that I'd been hiding 
a huge part of my identity for so long and it was a massive amount of relief to not have to do that anymore. So my favourite part of being in the ABDL scene is that I can literally just be me without the weight of society's expectations. I can be silly and I can not have to be embarrassed about my stuffed animals. I don't have to be embarrassed about the way that I live my life because there's so many people in in my city or in the world that are interested in the same thing and don't see a problem with it. It's liberating. It's it, it's nice. That's so nice. That's a beautiful way to put it. No, like that's awesome. I, I've been speaking with people from like the furry community and yeah. all these different places and everyone when I ask them what's their favourite thing, it's it's always such a beautiful response and I, I think it's so nice that there are communities out there because it it is fucking hard if you're, you know, yeah. especially back in the day, I totally get that. Like now things are like opening up a lot more, but yeah, I totally get that. So that's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you have Ooh. enough content. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I get a little bit rambly. No, no, that was great. Actually, <laughs> I have one more question if you're up for it. Do you ever think, would you ever want to be a mother? Oh, no, I don't think that I would like to be a mother. No, I'm not going to say I don't think. I do not want to be a mother. I, I'm i an auntie and I love my nieces so much, but I just don't see myself being being a mother, like, ever in my life. Like, neither myself nor my partner really want children because of my bowel condition. I'm on a couple of medications that make it not super good to be growing a baby. They're not safe to be taking while pregnant and they're not medications that I can stop taking and on top of that I just yeah I I I don't have the interest yeah that's totally fair I was just curious because I mean if you if you like the smell you know like the whole thing oh yeah very different I totally get that it's different completely different like it's for me the smells and textures of things like diapers or baby powder or whatever they're a really personal thing. I don't walk through a shop and smell baby powder and immediately go, oh, this is incredible. But if I have baby powder at home and I use it, then I, yeah, I don't know, weird. <laughs> but no. Yeah, I, but it's it's different. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I, I just yeah. realised that's probably like a ridiculous question. Sorry, no. but I just. You can, you can ask any questions that you like. Very little makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Amazing. Well, you've been so generous with your time already, Darcy, so thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Living With Mon podcast. If you want to check out any of Darcy's social media, I've popped them all in the show notes. I really hope you enjoyed the chat. If you did, I would greatly appreciate it if you could rate and review the pod wherever you listened. I'm an independent creator, so I can really use all the love I can get. And don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button so you'll be notified when an episode is released. If you want to keep up with everything and check out other projects I'm working on, I also have a Facebook page and an Instagram account. You can also find all of that in the show notes. If you're looking for other things to listen to, I also have a podcast called Dying With Mon. 
where I speak with people from different movements and religions about what they believe happens when we die. Another Withmon series, and actually my very first podcast, is Northeast Arnhem Land Withmon. It's also an interview series where I speak with interesting people who have found themselves in Northeast Arnhem Land. Now, if you're looking for something completely different, I also have another series. It was actually Australia's very first Choose Your Own Adventure podcast. It's called Would You Rather... I've used real historical events to navigate the 32 different interconnecting storylines. I did make it last year when I was unemployed in lockdown. So yes, I did have a lot of spare time on my hands. So there you have it, plenty to listen to. I'll see you next week for another episode of Living With Mon. Until then, my name is Monica O'Hanlon. I hope you have the most wonderful day. See you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.